Ray would be a great number nine. Because Ray just like stands in the box. Just stands it like six shower box, never leaves it. Just there, waiting. About to pounce. Oh, he's, he's, he actually, he's, going, he's, he's not going to take a corner, is he? No, he's going back. <laughs> I wouldn't say... You started the football analogies. This week on Walking the Dog, Raymond and I popped to south-west London to take a stroll with England hero, Golden Boot winner and much-loved match of the day host, Mr Gary Lineker and his adorable new dog, Philbert. Last time Gary appeared, we met his beautiful Labrador, Snoop, who since then he sadly lost, so he told me all about bringing Philbert into his life which was definitely the right decision because Gary Lineker and Philbert are the dream team. It's basically like watching him with Peter Beardsley all over again. We had the loveliest walk because Gary's just a very easy person to get along with. He's incredibly gentle and self-effacing and really level-headed. Nothing seems to faze him, even the size of Philbert's poos. And I have to say, they're quite a lot to unpack. Also, I should say, Gary's just written a book with Ivor Baddiel. Yes, brother of David, those boys get about called 50 times football changed the world and it's full of really brilliant football anecdotes so do get involved i'll stop talking now so you can listen to the man himself here's gary and philbert and raymond see you right gary have you got everything yeah i've got a dog I've got some treats in my pocket. Oh, magic word. Oh, what are that? Oh, chicken and hide twisters. He'll like those. He already does. Well, Phil like these? Phil likes everything. Oh, Phil. Hey, Philbert. Are you going to take a lead for Phil? Yes. Oh. You don't need to, though. Well, I don't. I do, because he'll bolt if you see I a left squirrel crazy. on the road. <laughs> what I was going to ask is, you haven't got die. a spare lead, have you? Oof. He's, he eats them, so I'll go through them quite quick. Do you, I, Stop do, it. Does Ray need a lead? Well, no. It'll be fine. I'll take him off the lead as soon as we get out, anyway. I'll just carry Ray. I'm only Ray. doing it because they're near the road, because he might, if he sees something, he will go. Okay. So. I know the feeling, Gary. Yeah. As will I. Right, Gary, we've got the two dogs. I think these, gl- are you bringing sunglasses? It's quite sunny. <laughs> Why, the paps outside? <laughs> no. I'm wearing my normal glasses. Come on then. Let's go, boys. Come on. Come on, Phil. Come on, Ray. Come on, go. Yeah, of course you do. Come with Uncle Gary. Hey, Philbert. We're going for a walk. Another one. Right, where is she? There you go. Oh, they look really happy. Yeah, he tends to chew through leads. <laughs> Does he? He just likes chewing. It's better than furniture. Come on, Phil. Right. Let's go. Hang on. You wait. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. Orders. Come on. Come on, Ray. Come on, let's be having you. Ray. Stay, Ray. Right. Follow Gary and Phil. Follow Gary. (laughs) Go on. Gary, it's going to be around this pace for Ray. Just that, well, that's my pace now, so that's good. <laughs> that suits me. <laughs> He's pace, yeah. Hey, come on. Hey. Where is Phil? Here you go. He gives it a bit of welly, doesn't he? Yeah. Got some trip. Hey, hey. He's too excited. Come on, Phil. Yeah, I'll take it. There you go. 
Oh, Gary's let his lead off. He's off. He's, he's fine off the lead. He can't be on his own, so he's not going to disappear. Do you know he's got a lovely, elegant walk, Phil? Does he? he? Like his dad. How about he's peeing? That's quite elegant too, look. He's only, just, say like he's only just started cocking his leg the last few weeks. I was a bit... I, I didn't know whether he knew what he was before. Look, what do you think of Ray's? Oh, he's doing a poo. Is he? Good old Ray. Get the poo out early. He's gone for the early poo. Well, that's, what, that's always been your approach, hasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Touché. For anyone who doesn't realise, uh, Google Gary Lineker. It is quite big poos for a tiny dog. And poo. Um, yes, Here he yes. goes. Mine wasn't that solid, sadly. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm just going to say who I'm with in case, for heaven's sake, you hadn't realised. One of the most recognisable faces, voices, and soon to be dogs in the country. Because he's quite a legend, this dog. What the hell is he eating, Gary? Grass. It's just grass. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I love that you still say grass. Well, come on. I do tend to slip occasionally now, and I, I really hate myself when I do it. If I say bath or grass, and it does come, and I go, oh, <laughs> don't forget your roots. But all my, all my boys, they all speak with that southern bath and grass from Sandra. Do they? Yeah, that's where they grew up. Come on, Ray. Robert. <whistles> See how obedient he is, look. He really He'll is. come back, don't worry. Come on. There you go. He's very good at coming back. Sit. Who's he going to come to? <gasps> he chose me. Well, your arms were out. Sit. Paul. Other Paul. Gary Lineker <laughs> is so competitive <laughs> that he couldn't even face the fact that my dog, his dog, chose me. I'm just saying, your dog ran to me. You must have had a bigger treat. <laughs> <laughs> so. Let me formally introduce this man. I'm with the very wonderful, this is his second appearance on this podcast. Am I the first person to have two appearances? Am no. I? No? <laughs> oh, I wouldn't have agreed then if I'd known that. I just thought that would be special. That's how you end up getting the golden boot, ladies and gentlemen, mm. with that kind of attitude. Selfish. <laughs> it's true. Um, I'm with the very wonderful Gary Winston Lineker <laughs> and he's here because I wanted him to introduce us to his beautiful new dog Phil, Philbert. Philbert, Philbert. And because last time you were on Gary we should say, yeah. I don't want to make you cry within the first five yeah. minutes but <laughs> you, you, will, uh, you came on with your lovely Snoop, Snoop yeah. who you lost didn't you? Yeah he died kind of just not too long before the um, first lockdown so about what is it now two and a half three years ago and and it was it was horrible it was devastating you know he just and he, he seemed fine he's about he's about 11 and um, Harry one of my sons was was staying with me and he knocked on my door early in the morning before he went to work, saying, Dad, Dad, and Richard, he'd never knock on my door. And I said, what? He said, something wrong with Snoop. I said, well, I went down and he was, there was blood and there was, you know, he'd messed himself and he was in a bit of a pickle. So we took him to the vet. And it was a Tuesday, it was a Champions League night. 
and when I was doing it with um, BT and I took him to the vet they said we'll do some tests and we'll, we'll give you a call so they called me and they said well there's there's clearly some internal bleeding and this and they and they said you know we we could open him up and see if it's not too bad we can perhaps take his spleen out we perhaps get another year or so but if it's really bad then obviously it'd be you know so so I said well what would you do if it was your dog mm. and she said well if I could afford it I'd, I'd do the operation and, and 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 see what's there so I said well do that and then and then I was about to it was it, it was they had couldn't do it to the afternoon and then I was in <laughs> I was just about to go into makeup for the BT for the for the we're about six thirty. We're on air at seven, and um, I got the call, and the call was bad news. But they couldn't do anything, and they said we, you know, we've got to let him go. Um, can you? Do you want to come? Do you want to be here? I said, I said I'm about to go on TV. I can't. I've got a show. I couldn't get there before midnight. I said, well, we're 24 hours. If you, you can come, then perhaps if anyone, your sons want to come and. So I was sat in makeup and I was crying my eyes out. And Sally has always done my makeup. She's going, oh no! And I, was, and I, had to go, I went on TV and it was like really, really hard to keep, you know, the tears from going. Without, nobody would have known what was going on. But, but it was, it's horrible. But then I went and I was with him when he, when he, when he passed. Oh, which, Gary, which was, it was really. How did you do that show? You must have. Just it been... was horrible. It was really difficult. Um, you just, you know, you just go into some kind of. Doctor Theatre. Doctor Theatre mode or whatever it is, but and and it was fine. It, I, I mean, it wasn't fine, but it was when I got there. Um, it was actually quite calming seeing him go in the way because he went comfortably and calmly. I don't know whether you've ever yeah. witnessed that. But um, did you hold his paw? I did. I did. Oh. I held him, and it was. But it really beat me up. I mean, I was really. I mean, I, I felt a little bit sort of guilty because I'd lost my two parents as well in in recent years. Just. Um, before the dog and and I kept I felt a little bit guilty that I was felt more beaten up by by the dog than my parents now I love my parents but and then and you when you think about it though the dog's there with you every yeah. you know every every minute of every day that you're there so it's very different oh we found some friends found some hello. friends to play with hello that's a lovely Labrador. hello Right, Ray, come here, please. Gary, can you call Ray? <laughs> Ray! Let's see who he comes to, Gary. You try and I'll try. <laughs> I don't think he looks like he wants to move. Is he asleep? Why doesn't he move, Gary? Right. Well, that was a good distraction there. It stopped me getting all whirled up again. <laughs> and at the time, I thought, I can't do this again. I can't. I mean, I'd had dogs before, previously, but not... But this, I don't know, it was just really hard, and I... I and I was really bad, and I was crying again the next morning. And then my personal trainer, I've had, he's trained me for 20 odd years. He's always had dogs. Mm. He has a dog, it, he, 10, 12, whatever years he gets, then he gets another dog almost immediately. And, yeah. then, and I saw him there, I said, I don't, how, how can you do that? And he went, well, hang on a minute. He said, if, if in a relationship in life, whether it's, you know, whether it's with a woman or, or a man or whatever, if you could guarantee 12 years of unconditional love that every time you came through the door, whether you'd been out for two minutes, two hours, two weeks or two months, they'd treat you like you're the greatest thing in, in the history of the world, would you take that? And I went, yeah, I probably would. So it took me a while though. I'd just started thinking about getting another dog and then 
Let's go this then way. Then I met Philbert. I really think that's something that's very common, just that yeah, I'm sure real depth of feeling, because yeah. not even a partner see, sees the stuff a dog sees. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? No, like, that's true. Ray sees every And also emotion. they're entirely de dependent on you. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they really are, so. Yeah. Even though he's a dog that was found on the streets. So talk me through, uh, tell us about how <laughs> Phil story. came into your life. <laughs> It's a bit of a long story. I wasn't. I just started thinking maybe it's time I had another dog. I, you know, my boys—they're all old enough to help a little bit because obviously I do travel. Um, they're all in their twenties. Well, George is in his thirties now, but um, so you know you have to think because it's a commitment to dog. Um, and so I'd started thinking about it a little bit, but not overly. And then I went to LA on holiday as I, I go a couple of times a year. Mm. I've got a lot of friends there and. Danielle, my ex, is there, and lots, a few people. So, so I arrived there on the first night, and I, I stayed in this hotel with a nice little rooftop vibe. And two of my friends came, Reese and Reggie, for a drink. And Reggie had Philbert with him. He wasn't called Philbert then. But funny enough, I'm, I came up with that name. It was a surprise. So he came in with him, and he was like jumping all over me, and I just thought it was me, but he actually does that to everyone. And I said, oh, I love your dog, Reggie, he's great. And he went, well, it's not actually my dog. He said, my dog's at home. He said, but I, I also foster dogs. He says, I foster, you know, the rescue dogs and I foster them until they find a, a permanent home. Anyway, about four Negronis later, I'll have him. <laughs> and that's how it happened. So, and um, Reggie said, right, okay, I'll ask you again in the morning. And um, he did, they'd never had, the particular dog charity where he came from hadn't let one go abroad before but they were really really helpful then it was it's a bit mad but it's just kind of a moment he came up every night to the hotel and he became my kind of buddy on the trip really and then there's quite a bit of paperwork to go through and you have to be neutered if you're going to be adopted in america and he had some rabies jabs and all this but I was also, you know, a little bit worried. Well, it'd be all right on the plane, and yeah. well, I don't know what it's like. And then I got it talked through, and it's actually—I didn't realise that there's a there's kind of a pet thing behind the luggage, and a where it's got the same conditions as it is in the cabin, the same kind of mm. lighting and all that sort of stuff. But he seemed all right, full of beans when. I, and then yeah. I met him at Heathrow, and he came running up and jumped all over me. Oh, that yeah. must have been like a Richard Curtis movie. It was, it was Except a it was a dog. Except it was a dog, which is much better, probably. <laughs> <laughs> dog, actually. <laughs> yeah. We got it. We got it. So, he looks... Is he sort of part Alsatian, well, do you think? Well, funny enough, I mean, we he don't... was found on the streets. I don't know that much about his past. don't know exactly how old he is, but he's, he's just... He's still a pup, clearly. He's mm. a, we think around one now, somewhere around one. And... Um, or just coming up to it. But he was found on the streets in LA with his sister. And he, his sister had already been adopted oh. when I met Philbert. Um, but subsequently, through, through Reggie, who, who fostered him in the first place, they did the DNA thing test. So, uh, yeah, which was interesting. Came back something like most, just over 50% husky. I think it was 30 odd percent Aussie Shepherd or cattle dog. <laughs> and Hello. a bit of Border Collie and a bit of German Shepherd. It's kind of what we expected. 
but it was nice to know. He's got those beautiful husky eyes, yeah, hasn't he? Yeah, he's got he? the husky eyes. With the Very unusual to have eye, uh, dogs with blue eyes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I get stuck with him all the time. People go, oh, do his you? eyes, the dog. What are, oh, these eyes, his eyes all the but time. But here's a question. Do you, do you quite like that, Gary? Because in a way, that pulls a bit of focus off you. I think that's quite nice. Well, actually, I get a bit jealous. I, think. <laughs> I just get more attention than me. I mean, what's, I don't know if that's right. <laughs> no, that's good. I would have thought it yeah. might be quite nice, though. That no, it is. Um, yeah, it's nice I quite like with Ray yeah. that people are so obsessed by him. Yeah. They sort of go, oh, my God, he's amazing. They put up with you. <laughs> Phil! He'll come. He'll find us. Oh, do you think he will? Well, I know he will because he can't be on his own. <laughs> Can he not? No, that's the, that's the only downside I've got. It, he gets terrible separation anxiety. Philbert, this way! Sorry, I just shouted in your ears. There he is. Come on, <laughs> Philbert. And he's called Philbert. After Philbert Street, of course, which was um, Leicester's ground for well over 100 years. It's where I started to watch football, professional football. It's where I played my first eight years. It's also the name of Leicester's mascot, Philbert the Fox. It's also a, a type of nut, which I'm sure you know, it's which, um, a little bit like a haze, it's part of the hazelnut family, which is very similar colouring to um, Philbert as well. So, <laughs> And that's where we, you know, after a lot of um, to and fro with names of my boys, that's, that's, what we, that's what we went with. So he's bad, you were saying? He he's just, quite that, clingy. Yeah, that it's, it's, it's not so much the clinginess, he's getting better on that. And, but being left on his own, he gets, he gets into a terrible state, starts panting immediately. You know, even if, even if I just shut the door behind him, um, it, it, within seconds he'll start at the door and, <laughs> and, and he gets in a mess. And then he, but I've kind of worked that out early on, but yeah. you know, he's by <laughs> a bit of damage to various doors and et cetera. But um, we had one mix up, cause I've kind of make, try and make sure that someone's around if I possibly can. I mean, obviously, you've got to leave a dog occasionally on his own, but it's not nice because it's, it's obviously a stressful experience for him, so I'm trying not to. So I've got enough sons that we have kind of a rotation thing, but we did have a mix-up about... I love about, I've got enough sons. You sound like someone out of the Bible. <laughs> I have enough sons. <laughs> yeah. So it was about, um, I don't know, a couple of months ago, I was in Ibiza, actually, so... And Danielle was at my ex and she, mm. was, she was staying at mine, so she was actually watching him, but she told me she had to be out this afternoon, one afternoon, and then so I texted the, I texted the boys' group chat saying, Philbert, this way, this way. About 11 o'clock at night, and I texted the boys, I said, can, can any of you watch the dog tomorrow afternoon, because Danielle's not around. Then I went to sleep, and then I woke up the next morning, and George had said, I can do it. It went great, the froze break, so... So about seven o'clock that evening, I called George, I went, everything okay with Phil's? And he went, fuck. I went, what do you mean, fuck? Sorry, I shouldn't swear. But, but it was a fuck moment. You're allowed to swear, and, Gary. And he, I went, what? He went, I thought you meant tomorrow. Because he'd woken up saying, can you do it tomorrow? In the morning after that, I'd sent the text. So it was a, just a genuine, you know, one of those misunderstandings. I don't, he said, I can be there in 10 minutes. I'll go now and he dished round. So how long had Phil been on uh, his own? About four hours, four or five hours. Oh. Five sets of curtains. <laughs> five 
five, five tents. <laughs> one in the front room, two in the bedroom, uh, one in the main room downstairs, and one in the guest bedroom. Yeah, so that was... Uh, well, I gave you, I tried yeah. to give you some advice last time I saw uh, you. I, what did I tell you would be a good thing to do? Yes. If you put on Match of the Day, Gary, oh, no. then he can hear your voice and feel reassured. Have you tried that? Well, I have, I'm worried he might not like the show. <laughs> <laughs> or he might like Alan Shearer more than me or something. That'd be really... Can you imagine that? be awful. Actually, Alan's met him anyway. So Has he? What yeah. did Alan Shearer think Alan of him? loves dogs, yeah. So he's got... He lost his dog not long ago. Oh. Yeah, he's... Yeah. It's, a, it's a brutal experience. It really is. Well, I'm so thrilled that you came Me into too. each other's lives. No, he's Ian great. Hill. He's great. I mean, it's, you know, getting him looked after and make sure. But he's getting a little bit better. You know, he's getting more secure and he's, you know, he'll can be distanced a little bit in the house now. And I've had a behaviourist, dog behaviourist, to help me. I mean, basically, they teach you to, to help them, don't they? So. But don't you think you end up with the dog that's the right fit for you? I think so. I, yeah. He's very yeah. you, Phil. Is he? Mm. Is he? <laughs> because... He's got big ears, pointy. <laughs> Here's why I think he's very you. Yeah. Because I think people would look at his breed and get him wrong. Well, he's not... He's, 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 a, he's a rescue, isn't he? He's a mixed bag he's from so off the gentle. street. He's so gentle. But you're gentle and you're oh. quite calm, don't you think? Well, yeah. He is, calm, he is calm dog. He is a very calm. I mean, he only, I've only ever seen him. He's, every now and again, he'll snap at a, like mm-hmm. another dog for some reason. Because I mean, they are animals, but he's very quiet. Oh, Ray gets all the leaves stuck. He's like a dustbuster. He's, 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 he's like a Henry Hoover. He is, he's a sweeper. <laughs> he's a sweeper, Gary. There you go. No, I don't like sweepers. <laughs> I used to hate playing against sweepers. You think you've beaten the line, and then there's some guy 20, 30 yards behind you. It's really annoying me. That's football speak, by the way, Emily. But I know you know football because you've done you've done TV shows about football. Well, well, you you complimented me on my football knowledge. Yeah, you're time. very impressive. I'll, well, I'll tell you what happened because we mentioned your. Ex-partner Danielle, your ex-wife yep. Danielle, and she's obviously a friend of mine, so yep. that's why you're kind of stuck with me, unfortunately. Not at all. Um, but Sit. I love that you two are still friends. I think it's so kind of you know, really it's, touching. Uh, yeah, actually. it is. No, we're genuinely close friends, and we, you know, we speak most days. We text a lot. And How do you think you managed it? Well, it was. It was only really about children that we. It wasn't a fallout or anything like that. It was no. just a sudden change in her body clock ticking and sudden urge to have children um, and ultimately you know we'd, we'd you know, kind of agreed that that wasn't going to be a thing and then it was a thing and then I said it's fine it's fine but she didn't want me to ultimately she'd do something I'd you know hadn't really planned and I didn't want to stop her from realizing things so we just made a grown-up decision and just be mates although what about last time we saw her <laughs> Gary Danielle was saying, oh, I know, I know about football. <laughs> no, um, she really doesn't know anything about football. <laughs> Gary decided <laughs> Which is to, probably a good thing. Gary decided to test her and said, name three current Liverpool players. <laughs> and I got a little worried when her first offering was Jürgen Klinsmann. <laughs> it was as well, wasn't it? <laughs> hey, she got half a name right. And Gary said, I wouldn't mind, but he was sitting on the sofa last week. <laughs> yeah, he came yeah, round. He did. 
Come on, Phil. Who it? I think a second effort was Ian Rush, was it? <laughs> Phil it! This way! Oh, he's seen a bird. Oh, it's a squirrel. He goes nuts for squirrels. It's up the tree. You'll never get up a tree. <laughs> I should tell, tell everyone where we are as well. We're in southwest London. Yeah. In the common. Common land. Good boy. Good boy. See what you get when you come back. Yeah. Hey, what about Ray? Does he get a tree? Yeah, Ray gets a tree. Do you want a tree, Ray? There's Ray. Gary, let's take a picture of them together. It's not for you. Ray's treat. Do you want it? Ray doesn't seem keen to take a treat. Would you take it off for you? No, do you know what it is? Yeah. Come on. Hal, can you pose please, Gar? Sit down. Yeah. I'll tell you what it is. Hey, this way. Phil, we need to see your beautiful eyes. Not your arse, okay? Come on. There you go. Hey. <laughs> oh. oh, we've got one. Sorry, we've got one. We'll get some more. I'll get some more. We'll get some more. Come on. Yeah, I know what I was going to say. Yeah. I think. You seem quite, you're quite um, good at handling fame, I think. I hope so by now. <laughs> Some people aren't, though. Well, it's, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's the pros and cons. I was trying to think of the advantages rather than the disadvantages. And there are more advantages than disadvantages, no question about that. But. Do you think there are more advantages to being famous? Yes, I think so. People are really nice to you, mostly. Um, um, vast majority of people, you know, is really kind, warm. Um, you can, you know, open doors for you, get a lovely lifestyle, and there's yeah, there's a lot of good things. You know, yeah, yes, there's a bit of intense media coverage sometimes that you could do without, particularly when it involves your personal life and stuff like that. But you know, it's. It's, it's not, you know, you don't choose, certainly as a footballer, you don't choose to be a celebrity or a famous person. You, want, you just want to play football and be really good at it. And then the other thing comes with it. So you, you really have to decide and try and learn to live with it. And but Gary, you don't choose. And I think possibly that's why you're able to handle it. Because you, know, you were never invested in it. Do you know what I mean? That was never your aim, was it? My aim is to be good at football and yeah. play football, and then the, the rest of it comes along. If you're really successful, it comes alongside it. So, but it's it's not like it's, I think what helped me deal with it was it, it was really pretty gradual for me. You see, here's a quote I want to share with you, which I think you'll like. It's a it's by F. Scott Fitzgerald, and he said, "Sign of a good parenting: the child has no desire mm -hmm. to be famous." Yeah. Now. You didn't have any desire no. to be famous. And I would say none of your kids really do no, either. They They're don't. all just doing no, their own they thing. Don't. They really don't. So what I'm saying is, yeah. some good parenting going on in the Linux. Um, well, I, I'm glad you think so. Um, thank you, Scott Fitzgerald. <laughs> did he, was he right winger or did he play inside forward? Um, what I was going to say, what I was going to say was I think in terms of dealing with fame is that it was gradual with me. It wasn't an overnight thing because I wasn't a boy wonder. I wasn't like Michael Owen or Wayne Rooney or any of these. It was, it was I, you know, I broke into Leicester's first team around 21 and then it was, you know, gradually started to make my name, got into the England team when I was about 24, 25. And then everything really, you know, started when I went to Everton, I started scoring a lot of goals and then I, obviously the World Cup thing. And then it really did change. 
but I think it, it was, I, was, I was mature enough by then to deal with it. So I've been able to handle it. And also I've got a kind of calm nature. I don't really get, too, I don't get down when things are not going well and I don't get too excited when they're, when they're going really well. Unless I'm watching something exciting, then I can get excited. But you know what I mean. So Do I think, think that it's my temperament that helps, which, which my temperament was for me the most important thing in my success on the football pitch. Was it? I think so. I wasn't the most naturally gifted footballer in the world, but um, but I was. I could deal. I could deal with pressure, and I liked it. And and I was quick. And I. I I worked out how to score goals, so, and so I think my, it wasn't about natural talent, that's why I didn't emerge quickly as a 16, 17 year old, like others. Do you think that football, you work to become a footballer, or can a good footballer be made by no, hard work? Not without talent, no. Right. I don't buy that 10,000 hours, I mean I... <laughs> You could, you could have 10,000 years with, some, you know, with someone who hasn't got any talent and they'll never be good enough. But talent's not enough. You've got to have the 10,000 hours alongside the talent, especially in a sport like football, which is so global and so competitive and so many kids want to be footballers. And, you know, boys and girls now, which is great. So you've got to have both. And, and, you've, and even that's not enough. You've also got to be able to deal with the pressure and uh, and that sort of thing that comes with it. So you've, there are so many things that have got to come together um, to make a top player. One thing is not enough. Talent's not enough. Attitude's not enough. Working hard's not enough. Being really strong mentally is not enough. But if you put all four together, then you've got a chance. Hello. Hello, hello. I'll let him off, he'll want to play. <laughs> Come on. Come on, you. Right, this way then. Yeah. Bye-bye. Nice, see you Wait. later. Bye-bye. Here's the thing though, Gary, because often when I have people on this podcast, people who perform at various high levels in various different industries, yeah. you often find sports people say, oh, well, I can do that. You know, I can take a penalty, but I could never stand on a stage. I could never, yeah. you know. And yet you I are one of, and equally... I couldn't stand on a stage either. No, but equally, you have. You have stood on stages, and this is what I find well, interesting. Not only me. I went on a stage and actually try and remember lines and all that. Oh, yes, but I'm saying, I would you say you, you were a natural, for example, at TV when you started? No, 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 no. no. What were you like when you um, started? Wood, um, nervous, wooden. This way, little bit. Um, yeah, I was. Yeah, obviously. I mean, there's no, there's no practice for television. Well, you have to learn to be yourself, don't you? Well, that's exactly what it is, and I think it took. I wasn't quite bad enough for them to <laughs> get rid of me, um, but obviously, I, I got the opportunity because I scored a few goals for England, and then. And I worked really hard at it, and I had, you know, training and this, but this, but, you know, I, my start, I, I started actually presenting. I'd done punditry, that's totally different. That's just mm. you being you and giving your opinions. But presenting's a different thing. There's so many things you've got to deal with, and, and 
and you can't set up a fake to, well you can but it costs too much money to never do it um, so you, it was kind of in at the deep end and mine at the deep end was the, I did the highlight shows for Euro 96 mm. my second show was England Scotland's highlights 11 million viewers not that I knew that I wasn't counting them but and it was it was hard it was really hard you know and it was because you've got to go you know you know, to camera and then you've got to try you've got to do the right questions and then you've got to hit account and all this sort of stuff i had done a bit of radio which helped i think that's the best training you can get if anyone ever you know has ambitions to go into television is try and start with you know radio local radio hospital radio that kind of thing um but it it wasn't quite bad enough for them to for dump me and i then i kind of did work hard at it and i i remember going to i went to fort like Voice training um, for the radio with Trevor Brooklyn. We went for we went for an hour a week for, with this. Um, I can't remember her name. A former newsreader, and um, oh, and she just oh, she just killed us every oh every time. She got you've got to have more enthusiasm in your voice. You've got to have light and shade. You've got to hit these words and not those words. And then I go in and I'm standing there and I'm thinking like I was giving it like this and that. that. And I'd come out and she'd go in, you're just still so flat. I said, well, I, that's my... I went, I'm not. I was really shouting. He went, come and listen. And then I'd listen. I'd go, oh, God, no, it's so dull, that voice. And she, that was invaluable, though. And, and it, I was so much better at the end of it in terms of, you know, injecting a bit of mm. life into my voice. So I worked at it. But then, then you're right. In a couple of years in, I started to do Football Focus every week. And there were lots of times I drove home from Football Focus and I thought, I'm never going to be able to do this. But then I did get used to the environment and how it worked. And then you become yourself and then people decide whether they like you or not. Obviously, I know the football side of it. I know it really well. It's just a question of whether you can, where people connect with you at home. And do you, for those big occasions, obviously, do you get more nervous on those occasions? I don't get nervous at all. Not either with foot. Not not yeah, the first you. couple of shows. I felt that a little bit nervous, but but no, I don't. I don't really do. I don't do that nervous thing. I can get. You know, I can. I get adrenaline rush, and I know when it's a big thing. But I just love that. Though. It's more exciting. It's like when I play football. I, the big games were easy because you didn't have to motivate yourself. Pre-season friendlies and stuff like that, it's like, oh, come on, get yourself going a bit, and it was quite hard. So that was the difference, but TV, no. And also, when you've, if you've played big-time football, if you've played in World Cups and been involved in penalty shootouts... No, I haven't played in World Cups. Have you not yet? <laughs> have you not? Your time will come. It may come. But... What I'm saying is, if you if you mess up on a football pitch, that really affects people's moods, and and if you know it can affect you. you know, say you miss a penalty in a penalty shootout, or you miss a big chance for for England or something, then that people get really angry about that and down. But if I fluff if you fluff your lines on TV, no one cares but yourself. I know this is very different, but it's a bit like when you experience any sort of grief or something massive. Mm. It's sort of the worst pressure you can have. In terms of yeah. high pressure, representing your country mm. for a penalty shootout. Yeah. In terms of adrenaline and what's the worst that could happen. <laughs> so, as you say, presumably getting something wrong on the auto cue feels like nothing compared to that. Exactly. 
I still, it still irritates me if I make a mistake, if I, you know, if I get a fact wrong or a, yeah. you know, a fluff of words or something, which happens to everyone all the t- uh, on occasions. It's still, it's still irritating to yourself, but it's not going to affect anyone else's life. So, you know, whereas, <laughs> whereas football, even if it's only for a few days or weeks, um, you, you do really affect people's mood. <laughs> Oh, look, he's found a friend. Found friend. Phil's found a friend. <laughs> oh, how lovely. What's your dog called? Uh, Buzzy. What's he called? Buzzy. 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 Good name. He's how very you... buzzy, isn't he? Yeah. He's a bit buzzy. What sort of dog is it? A, a spaniel? Cocker, yeah, Cocker Spaniel. Cocker Spaniel. Cute, is cute. He, he looks like a pure Cocker, not a... You're going to see a lot of Cocker Poos, but not yeah, the... Yeah. There. Yeah, he's definitely a Spaniel. <laughs> Sorry, these dogs are so well suited. What, what, what's yours? What it's my That's friend's dog, actually. He's, he's, a, he's a rescue, actually. He's, he's half husky, half Aussie. Aussie shepherd. He likes to play. Ray just likes to spot things and watch, yeah. watch from afar, doesn't he? He's not one for joining into the histrionics and the playfulness of these. <laughs> He's got a lot of dignity. He is very. He, that's what I mean. He's, he's more dignified. <laughs> you don't find him doing that. Yeah, I think I think he's actually more. Like, he's more of a presenter, and those two are like Shearer and Micah Richards. Those two playing around. <laughs> do you think? I think he's a class act. I agree. He's like Wenger's Invincibles. He's like. This your is like dog. the crazy guy. Your dog is like Wenger's Invincibles. Hey, classy. He's cheering on me. First thing I thought when he came in. First thing I thought. Don't you think he's got... Ray Parler. <laughs> he is. <laughs> so yeah. Phil is playing with Buzzy. Yeah. A lovely Cocker Spaniel. spaniel. And how old is your Cocker Spaniel? Uh, he's about two. He loves jumping. Lucky jumping over him. They're really getting uh, along. How old's Phil? Phil is about coming up to one, I think. He was... Phil, the whole world's going to call my dog Phil because of you. I think they've had it. Onward. Go on, Philbert. Bye-bye, nice to meet you. Bye. Good boy. Oh, what were you saying for that? Yeah, I find that interesting that um, that you don't... But you're so calm, though, Gary. Yeah, that, I think that's that's my temperament. That's not that's not something I've had to work at. Do you know what? It's calm quite a superpower. Or, or, or dull. <laughs> it's quite a superpower, though, isn't it? Um, I, I, I never thought of it like that, but I'm glad I'm, I'm glad I am like that because it's I feel fortunate. I don't you know, I don't suffer from mental health issues or you know ups and downs, and I, I I'm quite happy this way. Yeah, you're not a sunshine and showers person. No, although I did get upset when <laughs> Snoop went and stuff like of that. Course but of course, did. we get upset. But yeah, no, I'm, yeah. Relatively bland, maybe. <laughs> What's interesting is that I don't think you've got a typical number nine or number ten in your case. I know. Well, yeah. Sort of. I was a nine, but played ten. I know you did. Yeah, you know. You wouldn't wear that nine you know. shirt. Or you eight. Paid him, yeah. and they did. Uh, <laughs> they did I never scored. I didn't. You played Everton a bit, maybe no. Eight yeah. Everton. Yeah. Eight um, at Leicester. I didn't get. I didn't start wearing ten. Except for England. Yeah, but you were always tempering England, weren't you? Tempering England, yeah. yeah. But here's the thing. You don't have a typical number nine energy or number ten energy. What is a typical number nine, ten energy? I would say 
I would say Ronaldo, even though ironically, I know he, was, he wasn't wearing, yeah. you know, he's been a winger for I would say he, if, like, if you told me, think of someone in that you role. You mean someone you think like driven to score and like Ronaldo, lived for it. And, and, and I was exactly that. No. I what? No, that's, I'm saying, I, no, I'm telling you. That. I'm saying you're, le- you are more moderate and controlled. And I don't see you as the kind of person that's, I suppose, a bit look at me, a bit more. And that's no, that's no criticism of those people no, in that role, no. in that position. Well, they're bigger superstars than I ever were. Ronaldo, everyone's going to look at Ronaldo. Gary, and, he's, and Ronaldo's Cristiano's Cristiano, and he's big, he, you know, he loves, like, you know, he, he's got a poo. Oh, has he done he's, a poo? He's done a linica. <laughs> 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 He's done it on the grass. What grass. Is it? See? See how I slip up sometimes. Now I've got to find it. What is it about you Lineker boys and your poos on the grass? Don't tread on it. Where is it? I can smell it now. I'm Let's getting get close. Him. But imagine not picking up a poo on a pod. <laughs> but the Pick great... up a poo on a pod. <laughs> the great thing is no one will know. Yeah, but that, that's... I mean, I'd like to, I'd like to pick them up. I don't. Not, not I mean, a, I was going to say we'll talk I about that. I don't think he did. I think it was just a wee. Phil. Oh, Phil, you're so beautiful, aren't you? Ray, Ray will be. Ray, Ray will be a great number nine. Because Ray just like stands in the box, just stands it like six shard box, never leaves it, just there, waiting, about to pounce. Oh, he's, he's actually he's going. He's, he's not going to take a corner, is he? No, he's going back. He's, I wouldn't say... You started the football analogies. I wouldn't say he's a fan of pressing. No, who is? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you certainly are. I did a bit of that. Who's going to win the league? City. Manchester City, not Leicester City. (laughs) How do you think my team will do? Um, Arsenal. Mm. I think they'll do right. I think they'll be top four. I think think Arteta's onto something. I think they've got a really good group of young players that are really exciting. Um, so I think I think they're the making progress. Gary, this is the That's cutest nice. thing I've ever That's seen. Nice. Oh my god, we have to picture this. It's the cutest picture. So <laughs> oh my god. With our shadows. <laughs> oh Gary. Look at this, how cute. Oh my god. I'm obsessed by the two dogs walking together. No oh. but look, oh Gary, come <laughs> on. It's the cutest It's so thing. cute. It is very cute. What I'm very t- proud of him. He's been very good with with Ray, he likes Ray. He's really gentle, really isn't he? Ray, yeah. You've been very good, Gary. Yeah. I want to just find out what's happening next in Lineker world. Um, yeah. You... Not a podcast. <laughs> yeah, you're doing well. You've got. Have you Not got your podcast match? business? Yeah, you like. It's doing really well. You're liking um, your podcast now. I've got a book coming out. Oh. With um, <laughs> Ivor Badil, who I'm sure you know, and called um, Fifty Times Football Changed the World. Uh, which is aimed at a younger audience, um, children. So hopefully that will do well. And what is that? And is more that, football, obviously. Lots. Of is that just a? And is that a sort of compendium of? It's just like your memories or just it's, standout moments kind it's, of thing. It's kind of standout moments in the in the history of the game. You know, it's, um, lots of great stories in there. So I think it will be very popular. There's nothing you can't do, Lineker. Oh, there are lots of things I can't do. Go on then. Let's. I, I want to wrap this up oh. with three things Lineker can't three. do. Three. Only three. Can't raise that. That's a sprint. 
That is a sprint from Ray there, wasn't it? Look at him. Do you like Gary? Yeah. Ooh. Sure does. Three things I can't do. Dance. Useless. Sing. Sorry. Useless. Draw. Paint. Useless. I could go on. Um, Would you ever do Strictly Come Handyman stuff. <laughs> Useless. <laughs> I like handyman stuff. Would you ever do Strictly? No. Would you not? No, I'd, I'd spend the entire three months searching for my comfort zone. You'd be like that joke contestant. Oh, I'd be <laughs> terrible, honestly. I'd... Would you do something like Love Island? No, <laughs> what do you think? It's a bit late for me. I think that train's left the station. <laughs> Imagine uh, if you came on in your Leicester shorts. Oh, Hi girls, no, my name's Gary. Oh no. Uh, no, Love Island. No, no, or the jungle or any of those things. If, if you ever see me on something like that, you'll know things have gone terribly wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you seem very happy and content yeah. at this. Yeah. I think you are, aren't you? Yeah, I am. I am. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I've been very lucky in life. And Phil? Phil's happy. Of course he's, he's happy. He's enjoying his about lucking out. <laughs> <laughs> From the streets. <laughs> right, come on, Gary, let's go in. Can we have a quick cup of tea, please, before I go? Have some cottage pie if you want. Come on, Ray. We're gonna come have on, cottage. Ray. Can you do these steps? Are they bit, it's that like a mini so, mountain for him, isn't it? It's like Himalayas if he gets up five steps. Come on, Ray. Let's do this. You can do it. I think he enjoyed that chat. Do you think so? Look, he's saying that was really good. Yeah, you see. What your <laughs> inspirational team talk? Yeah, that's the one. Oh, I know what I want to ask you. Proper Before function. we finish, we're going in now. I've got to ask you this. With them, um, because I never spoke to you about those penalties, what would you have said? You know what I would like Bikayo Saka? What would you say to someone if they miss a penalty like that? After they've missed it? Yeah, what nothing. would make them feel better? Nothing. No, you can't. What, what can you say? Yeah, oh, well, bad luck, mate. You should have done it the other side. I've lived that experience with yeah. um, Stuart Pearce and Chris Waddle. No. What did you say? You put an arm around their shoulder and you say nothing. Because there's nothing that can make that situation any better. <laughs> Ray agrees. <laughs> that was actually Was Phil. that Robert? Did she just bark? That's very new. I should say, before we end the podcast, I want to clarify. Gary's dog is called... This will get cross if I don't. Philbert. It, I keep calling him Phil. But he's actually called Philbert. Yeah. Right, have you had a lovely time? Gary, what do you there call you Ray? Come on. Ray's hiding behind the stairs. He's still on that six yard box. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. You're in your football. <laughs> I really hope you enjoyed listening to that. And do remember to rate, review and subscribe on iTunes.